Thank you for tuning in to the Victory is Greater Than the Struggle, an ex-lesbian podcast with myself, your host, Jessica Newsom. All right, so today I just wanted to talk to you guys um, a little bit about uh, Job, like our life in the shoes of Job. Not exactly like Job, right? We look at the book of Job and he had everything that he needed. Maybe he had everything that he wanted, right? And the hedge of protection, basically God's covering where God was sheltering him and keeping him safe from everything. He he was protected by God, but then God removed that hedge of protection and allowed the enemy to, to sift Job. He allowed the enemy to kind of mess with Job to see how dedicated to God Job really, really was because Satan said, wait a second, you know what? Yeah, he loves you. Yeah, he serves you. Yeah, he worships you. But if you allowed me to mess with him a little bit, then please, he surely, surely will curse your name, right? And so God said, okay, uh, go ahead and mess with them, but don't take, don't touch his life. Right. And so in the book of Job, we just see this guy go from having it all to having nothing, being sick, um, everything taken away from him, his children, uh, all dying, uh, all of his wealth stripped away. He is now like all boiled up and, um, you know, scraping his boils with like a, with like a piece of glass or a shard or something in the corner, just sitting there looking pitiful. And in the end of the book of Job, it basically ends with, Job still saying, but yet I will serve you, but yet you are still my God. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm pissed. This sucks. Life is, I don't know what's going on. I didn't do anything to deserve this. Right. And then he had all these friends that were like trying to give him advice. Uh, good Lord. But at the same time, he never said, man, I'm walking away from you, God. And then God gave him so much more than he could ever ask for in the end of that. And so have you ever felt like that. I know that speaking to different people, just my entire time in ministry, I have spoken to people who have gone through hell, who are going through hell. And I can't even, I don't want to be in their shoes, right? It is so heavy. Um, and sometimes seasons, they last for so long. And I'm just like, man, that cross is for you to bear, you know? Um, and it's difficult. And I can't fathom uh, having to be in your shoes, you know? And people have the choice. We have the choice whether we walk away from God or we say, you know what? I'm going to stick this thing out. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with God in spite of the circumstances. But what do you do when it seems like that hedge of protection is gone? What do you do when it's like you've been serving God or you're starting to serve God and you are trying your best and all of a sudden it just seems like all hell is breaking loose and you don't know what to do and God isn't showing up? What do you do in those times? What do you do in those seasons? And so, you know, I have in the past ministered to people just saying, well, worship God, read the Bible, you know, do this, do that stick it out and everything will be fine. And your situation, it will flip, it will change. You know, God is good, right? It sounds nice. Yeah, it's true. But have you ever actually gone through stuff yourself? I went through, I've gone through seasons in my life to where I have the wonderful opportunity to practice what I preach, right? And oftentimes it shifts the way I preach, because going through something is so different than just sitting on the sidelines and giving uh, giving out free advice to someone who's going through 
and you've never been through, right? And I have had situations in my life to where it has gotten so heavy, I just wanted to tap out. I've often felt like I have tapped out to where I've said, you know what? I am done. Like, screw this entire situation, right? I am pissed. I am upset. I am done. I am fed up to here. I don't know what else to do. And in spite of all of those feelings, in spite of the attitude, in spite of maybe just cursing, right, at the situation, maybe even cursing at God, right, in spite of all of that stuff, there's one thing I never did. And that was totally give up on God. Like, totally, I don't want to say give up on him, but I've never let go completely of his hand in spite of all of it. Just like when your kid's upset, you see a kid have a temper tantrum, they will freak out, they will be upset, they will yell, they will scream, they will try to plead their case, but at the same time, they know that, well, I still gotta, I'm, I'm still gonna be with mom, right? I'm still gonna be with dad. I'm not gonna just walk away from my parents because I'm upset. Yeah, I'm upset and I'm gonna try to manipulate the situation. I'm gonna beg and try to get you to change my situation. But in the end, no matter how upset I am, even if I go to another room, I'm still in the same house. I'm not trying to leave the house. I'm not trying to leave this house and go out on the street to where I'm really unprotected, to where um, I am vulnerable to the attacks of the enemy and not having a house, not having a home, right? Not having shelter. In my situations, no matter how frustrated that I've gotten at my situation myself or God, I never let go of his hand. And I'm good at throwing a temper tantrum. I think that, I think that sometimes we think we've let, we've let go of God's hand because we freak out, we yell, we scream, and we say, I don't need you. Get away from me. You know, screw you, God. Like, because we say these things, right? We think that we've totally let go of his hands, but that's not necessarily true, right? Uh, like, if you totally, I mean, okay, here we go. It's not necessarily true because at the end of the night, you're just like, God, please help me. God, help me. Like, that's the go-to. You always come back to that. Not everybody, okay? But I'm talking about Christians who are walking this race, running this race, and frustrated at their situation and circumstances, and they're confused, and you don't know which way to turn. You don't know where God is in the midst of your struggle, right? Even when you act out and you come back at the end of the night and there's a whisper on your breath that says, God, just help me do something. When are you going to? That's you still holding on to his hand. And don't beat yourself up at your temper tantrum. I'm not saying, okay, well, everyone, it's okay to have temper tantrums and curse God out. It's totally cool. I'm not saying that at all. But we're human and we have our moments, right? And prayerfully, we grow out of these things and we can continue to mature in our walk with God. And what, what does that look like? What does it look like to mature out of the temper tantrum? It looks like, okay, well, going out of one bad season and into another season where things are better, where you've learned uh well, 
you've learned what happened in that bad season. You learned what was really going on. You saw how God brought you out of it. You saw what God was doing. You saw how something was working for your good, working in your good, right? God was working for you in the midst of that. We learn to grow in the sense of the next time a storm comes, the next time all hell breaks loose and we're about to have a temper tantrum, we say, wait a second. God did this before. He helped me before. He got me through before, right? So I'm just going to rest a little bit more this time in him. I'm going to lean a little bit more this time on him. I'm going to actually do a little bit more of that whole worship him in the middle of the storm, right? I don't know about you guys, but when I get so upset and so frustrated. The last thing I want to do is worship. The last thing I want to do is read the Bible. But as I have grown, I have learned to to be able to do the things that I don't want to do because I know how powerful it is. There's breakthrough in our worship. When I'm so upset about situations in my life, I will praise God. I will worship God until that anger breaks off of me, right? Until I can praise him authentically. First, it's like an angry praise to where I'm just like, okay, God, I'm singing and I'm praising you, but I'm so pissed right now, right? But then it slowly melts away and it just becomes, God, I need you, Father God. I am worshiping you. God, you're the only one that could change this. You're the only one that could see me out of this storm. You're the only one that could change the way I think and feel. You're the only one that can change the other person. You're the only one that can change this situation. Father God, I see that I need you, Father God. These lyrics are coming more alive uh, alive to me in my heart, Father God. And I am praising you, Father God. I am leaning on you because you're the only person who can give me the peace that I need to keep walking this race. You're the only person, Father God, who can, who can help me out of this storm and into a better place because I've tried it my way and it doesn't work. Maybe it gives me a temporary good feeling, but all things temporary fade away. So no matter what season you're in, if you have one or two people around you who can be there to love you and guide you and lift you up, and encourage you. You are a blessed, blessed person. I have my little inner core group, right, uh, of people that I go to for everything. Like they're my accountability people. And um, um, Nikima is definitely one of them. And so uh, Nikima and I were like sisters. I love her more than anything. And she keeps me accountable, but she also encourages me uh, to be a better person, to do the right thing, right? To 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 change my way of thinking, right? Um, she is a very good encourager, right? And I have another person who's uh, who I'm, who I am accountable to, one of my best friends, Colin, and he is there to tell me what I need to hear even when I don't want to hear it. He's that big brother that you love to hate sometimes, right? Because he says what you need to hear and it just bothers you so much. You're just like, just shut up, right? And sometimes I act like that with him. I'm just like, you know what? I don't want to hear this right now. 
you needed to get out of my face. And then he's like, yeah, okay. And then when I'm done, I come back and I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. I love you. Right? <laughs> my bad. He's like, mm-hmm. That's pretty much what he says half the time. Mm-hmm. Because he knows me. He knows me. They both know me. Um, so when you have people to walk with you, who love you, who do not bring you down, but lift you up, who correct you in love, who add value to your life and not, uh, not totally just, um, bring heaviness into your life. That's amazing to have. That's amazing to have the people who are close to you, who love you and tell you what you need to hear. You need to keep those people close because there's a lot of people around us who just want to tell us what we want to hear, not what we need to hear, right? The people you need are the people who tell you what you need to hear, but the people you kind of don't need are the people that tell you what you want to hear, even when it's not good for you. Okay. Um, So no matter what you're going through, if you're holding on to God's hand in spite of it, If you're just continuing to just not let go of your faith, even though you feel like you partly have, because maybe you felt like you've given up on God. Maybe you're just sitting there and you're just like, you know what? This ain't even working. I'm going to do me for a little while. I pray that even in the midst of desiring to just do you because you're upset, that God convicts you so that you don't do something that will cause you damage or bring you down even lower. Because so often when we step away from God and we just go and do whatever we want to do because it'll make us feel better temporarily, we can have some choices that become consequences in our life, right? The choices we make They can be lifetime bad decisions for us, right? It can pull us deeper down this rabbit hole that God is trying to take us out of. So instead of falling into our feelings, falling into our flesh, doing whatever we think is right at the moment or whatever feels good at the moment, sometimes, I mean, if you need to lock yourself in your room like I do sometimes, sometimes I will just be at home. I'll stay at home. I'm not going anywhere else. I'm going to stay at home, have my little upset moment at home, but that's a safe place for me, right? Don't be upset and be like, well, I'm going to go hang out at the bar upset. No, no, no. That'll turn into one, two, 12 drinks. I don't know how you do, but we have to use wisdom in our life, okay? Um, I hope this encouraged you. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Please, if you're listening to this podcast, rate review for me, um, rate and review. And if you're listening to me on YouTube or Facebook, please like it. Give me a little, uh, thumbs up or a heart or a smiley face, um, and share this. I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in to the victory is greater than the struggle an ex-lesbian podcast with myself, your host, Jessica Newsom. See you next time, guys.